And I think it is entirely reasonable to say to someone who has $100,000 to spend on a car or a plane or $250,000 to spend on a boat, you need to pay a 10% tax to help everybody else. I think it is great for Canadians to be successful. It is great for Canadians to be prosperous. Just don't be too proper, prosperous because we'll take it from you, okay? Just be prosperous, not too prosperous. So we've been hearing a lot about this because at the start of September, Thursday, the rich now pay their fair share. So we're supposed to believe that anyway. But they have brought in this luxury tax on expensive toys. So you're going to pay extra 10 to 20% tax if you buy a car or plane over $100,000 and a boat of $250,000 and up will also cost you. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because we have uh, electric vehicles that they tell us to buy uh, that are very, very pricey. And then they give us subsidies on that. So uh, a lot of this doesn't square with me. But, you know, as you heard Miss Freeland say, this is about, you know, paying for their pandemic spending and that those doing really, really well should be comfortable uh, supporting everyone else. Problem is, this does not pay any of our... <laughs> COVID spending. It doesn't even come close. And so uh, to me, this is nothing more than virtue signaling because it will not put a dent in the things that we're being told it will. Franco Terrazano is the federal director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And no question about it, you've been digging into the numbers. So a lot of people will see this as, uh, you know, the popular tax the rich, punish the rich. How do you see it? Well, you know, you said it's, you said Oops, it's you uh, it. virtue signaling. Can you hear me now? Yep, gotcha. Okay, so you said it's virtue signaling, and you're absolutely right. The only problem is, is that it's worse than virtue signaling. Yeah. You know, like if, if you can be, go out there and afford a Ferrari or if you can afford a yacht, you know, I'm not really losing too much sleep over those Canadians. But here's who I am going to be losing sleep over with this luxury tax. It's the Canadians, the middle-class Canadians whose job is at risk, making boats, selling boats, making cars, selling cars and, and in the aerospace industry. And this isn't theoretical. I mean, we saw in the United States when they brought in luxury taxes in the 1990s, the damage that it did to the middle class workers. We're talking about tens of thousands of American middle class workers in the boating industry, uh, those who are making and selling cars and all of the goods that the luxury taxes were applied on. Those were the Americans who really play, paid the cost of the luxury tax. And it's their counterparts, the Canadian workers who are going to lose their job, who is really going to be paying the cost of this luxury tax. Right. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of things that can happen here. First of all, um, you know, they'll, they'll find a way. Private businesses are not in the business of giving all their money away. Otherwise, what's the point in being in business, right? They take all the risks, they finally get success, and they should be able to enjoy that. Having said that, um, a lot of them will probably drop the price by 10 bucks to get under this. So there's, there's going to be loopholes that they jump through to, to get around this. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, I mean, this tax applies to cars, boats, and airplanes. Well, there's many different things that the people who are, are wealthier can spend their money on. And that's what we saw in the United States. We saw people just shift consumption patterns to buy less of the things that are made that apply to this, that this tax applies on, and they shifted it to other types of consumption goods. So in the U.S., you had President George H.W. Bush, Bush Sr., he brought in luxury taxes in 1991. This tax... Mm so disastrous in the U.S. that two years later, Democratic President Bill Clinton 
scrapped nearly all of the luxury taxes. All of the luxury taxes were fully phased out by 2002. And here's why they scrapped the luxury taxes. 25,000 middle-class Americans lost their job in the boat building industry. Now, if that doesn't sound bad enough, 75,000 additional workers lost their jobs working for the businesses that supplied the boating industry. And we already see here in Canada, we see the aerospace industry speaking up. They're saying that it's going to cost Canadians jobs. We see the, the Marine Manufacturers Association in Canada say that this is going to lead to at least 900 full-time job losses. So it's not the, it's not the rich that we're going to be soaking here with this luxury tax. It's the middle-class Canadian workers who are already struggling that are going to bear, bear the brunt of this punitive tax. Yeah, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting, um, you know, uh, play for them because this actually hits the liberal base. I mean, downtown Toronto, Toronto center is prime liberal area and you got to have money. Those are the people who have the cottages up north. Those are the people who have the money to spend on the toys. And so they're really actually hitting their own base. Yeah, and we're also hurting our own economy. Right now, is it really right now the time that we want to be taking more tax dollars away from Canadian businesses? The Canadian businesses who reinvest to hire more workers, to expand production, to attract investment, to go out in their own communities and spend money. I think this is the exact worst time for us to be talking about higher taxes on Canadian businesses, right? We just went through two years of revolving government lockdowns, revolving government restrictions, where the private sector absolutely took it on the chin. Right now, we should be doing everything in our capability to be attracting investment, to allow businesses to grow and hire more workers back. So I think this is the exact wrong move from the federal government. Well, not, not to mention, um, it won't do anything. Uh, they, you know, Christian Freeland's trying to sell this, that it's going to pay for the pandemic spending. I mean, nothing's going to pay for that kind of waste. I mean, we have a $53 billion deficit right now. This wouldn't even, I don't think, service. I, was try- I, was, I actually tried, Franco, to get out my calculator and calculate the interest payments on a $53 billion deficit. And, I, of course, I couldn't do it because I, I have terrible math. But I, this wouldn't even service that for, for more than a week. Listen to this. The way, just how big Trudeau's deficit spending is right now, he would blow through this extra cash in less than a day, in less than a day. And that's not his total spending, just his deficit spending, just the amount of money he's borrowing. This would even cover a day of, of, of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's borrowing. Look, this, this tax is expected to bring in $87 million this year. Over the next five years, it's spe- expected to bring in uh, about $700 million. Well, that covers about half a percent of the government's deficit spending over the next five years. So does the government need to rein in its $1 trillion debt? Absolutely, because the more debt that the government accumulates, the more that we all lose in debt interest charges to the bond fund managers. But this is nothing more than silly political posturing. If the Trudeau government was serious about reining in the debt, what it would do, it would start to look for places to find savings. Because before the pandemic, this government was spending all-time highs, even after accounting for inflation and population growth. So this is not about debt reduction. This is about virtue signaling. Also, if, if they truly wanted to, to go after the rich, which we don't have enough rich people in this country to actually pay for all our problems, um, they would raise the income tax. I mean, we know that uh, well. The, the wealthiest in this country already pay two-thirds of, of this country's taxes. They're already paying well over 50%. But the, the better way to do this, if you're going to increase a tax, would be on income taxes. But then that they would actually have to admit that they were raising taxes, which that, this is what they don't want to do. They don't want to look like they're raising taxes. So they just do the old sloganeering on, on tax the rich. 
<laughs> you know what? Like, of course, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, we're against uh, any type of income tax hike, especially when the government has done nothing to find savings in its budget. But it's kind of funny because that's exactly what economists are saying. You know, I was scrolling through the news yesterday just to see what everyone's saying about this. And you actually had economists saying that this is just a bad tax to put in. Like, if you wanted to raise more revenue, then there's other ways to do it. And, of course, the real way that the government should be raising revenue, because it's not just about increasing taxes, it's not just about increasing tax rates, you also increase revenue by driving an economy, right? By attracting investment, by attracting businesses, by allowing businesses to grow. That's the real way that this government should be looking to raise the revenue to rein in the debt, especially after the last two years. Who would open a bit? Like, this is the problem long term. And we have now developed a, a, a reputation. that We are not a great place to do business. We need to draw investment here. And we are absolutely turning it away. That The long term consequences of such foolish policies of making, whether it's this or LNG or energy development, all that stuff, we are just becoming a country that is absolutely okay with failure. It's, it's the worst signal that we could be sending right now, especially as global is, or, or capital is so fluid in today's global world. Um, but, it, but to your point, it's not just this luxury tax, which is sending a horrible signal. But what about uh, oil and gas or resource investment, right? You had Bill C-69, the No More Pipelines Law, Bill C-48, the discriminatory tanker ban on the West Coast. I mean, quite frankly, why, if you're an oil and gas or a resource developer, why would you want to set up shop in Canada when the government does nothing? but signal its intentions to hammer the business community. And here's another thing. Even setting aside this luxury tax, Canada was already in the bottom half of the pack with the other OECD countries, our industrialized peers, on business tax competitiveness. We're already bottom half of the pack on business taxes. So this is just sending another very bad signal to global investors. Well, people don't seem to care. It gets the headlines, and that is what it is meant to do. So I guess we'll have to uh, wait for a couple of years to see the price, and then we'll say, oh, why'd we do that? But it'll be too late. Franco, appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. That's Franco Terrazano with the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. So you know what? I hate to say I told you so, but I will say it.